You're listening to episode 191 of the Mad Chatters podcast, May 30th, 2018. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney universe. My name is Derek, and I'm joined by my fellow chatters, Matthew. Hey there. And Jeremy. I am both elated and gassy. Mm, I smell it. Let's kick off this (laughs) week's show by reading a couple of emails that we've gotten from listeners. One is a direct response to a topic we shared a few weeks ago. And one is a question that we thought would make for a good roundtable discussion. So uh, let's get to it. If you will tweet it, then we will read it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. If you have questions, we'll make suggestions. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Our first email comes from Kyle. Um, pertaining to a show we did a few weeks ago on fun facts from Walt Disney World. He says, Hello, Mad Chatters. I enjoyed your recent episode on fun facts at Walt Disney World, and I hope you do more in the future. As a Disney fan and former cast member, I have learned a lot of secrets and interesting facts about the parks, and I wanted to share a couple of them with you. These were especially curated just for the Mad Chatters because they contain two of your favorite things, restrooms and concrete. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a, he listens with a nuance I enjoy that One of my favorite little known secrets Is at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park Did you know that Animal Kingdom Is the only park on property That has doors to its restrooms What I mean is that To enter a restroom at Animal Kingdom You have to open a door In case you didn't know what a door was Think of the restrooms <laughs> Think of the restrooms near Expedition Everest And Kilimanjaro Safaris As I was reading this over today, um, Derek sent me the email, and I was kind of reading through it. I was like, oh, uh uh-huh, oh, oh, oh. So it continues. The action continues. If you pay close attention to these doors, you will notice that many of them have deadbolts on them. This may seem like an odd observation, but the truth is Imagineers built enough safe spaces for everyone in the park in case a dangerous animal escapes. While this is very unlikely, it is it is amazing that Imagineers went to so much thought to keep us safe. So there's one more little fact on here, but I wanted to stop and talk about that one before. I had never, ever realized that they that I mean, you think about it, you're like, yeah, it's they all have doors on them, and I never noticed the deadbolts, but that is um, terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> safe spaces. Everybody get in the bathroom for your safe space. Yeah, in my mind, I went to the other parks and I was like, okay, those bathrooms by Interventions. Yeah, there's no door. You just walk in. Okay, the one by Pinocchio Village House. Yeah, no, it's just an open doorway. But then Animal Kingdom. I guess the Imagineers figured that when the audio animatronics start their uprising, that we're all just screwed. There's no hope. <laughs> but if there's tigers escaping, we can at yeah. least deadbolt ourselves in. Yeah. Uh, safe spaces. Oh, they should try. They should try some restrooms with doors on college campuses. 
Now, can he explain why all of the Animal Kingdom bathrooms are tiny and inconvenient? Um, because, uh, little known fact, um, wild predators do not like hunting in small spaces. Oh, wow. I feel so safe. Yeah. Welcome to the National Geographic uh, podcast, where we will... <laughs> we, we just make up stuff about animals. <laughs> um, all right, last fact uh, comes from Epcot. As you, um, Kyle says, as you make your way to Future World, west uh, towards Soren, because we never know which direction we're going, just as you exit the breezeway, you will see the inventor's circle paved into the concrete. This exhibit showcases the history of human inventions from stone tools to the World Wide Web. In the center of this circle is a blank paver. And this may be controversial, but during my training at Epcot, I was told that if you were to stand on this circle, you'll be at the geographical center of Walt Disney World property. Again, this might be folklore, and I cannot prove it, but it is interesting. Anyway, I hope I was able to share some new information with you. Keep up the great work. You know, I, uh, I've, I've heard this before. This is one that I've heard. Um, and as I kind of look at a map of Epcot in comparison to the entire property, to me, Epcot seems a little too far south to be the center of Walt Disney property. But you don't know exactly how to scale a lot of these uh, park maps and things are uh, or, or just the, any kind of map in a book or whatever that you see. Um, and, and it's hard to kind of get a, a real sense of the, the the surrounding borders when you look at like Google Earth. So I don't know, but it, it sounds good. Yeah, I too have heard that. And I have noticed it too. Um, it is right there on the pavement, like as you're looking up the hill towards the land pavilion. Uh, I don't think I've ever taken the time to study what each of those little circles says. But if if true, that is kind of genius. Yeah, it seems a little too far southeast to me, to be true, because I-4 is really close comparatively to Magic Kingdom, to Epcot. Yeah. I wonder if it if when they built Epcot, it was the center of the original 43,000 square acres. Yeah, it could be. And by square acres, I mean square miles. <laughs> square acres. Maybe someone have some info on that. I um, I don't know. We need a land surveyor. Is there any listeners who are who are land surveyors who could answer some questions for us? I <laughs> my interpretation is that that is for the future that is yet to be invented. Oh, Epcot Future World would know. Yeah. <laughs> wow meta well thank you kyle for 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 educating us today yeah the the first one i i like and the second one i like but we need more info so um next time i'm at animal kingdom i will be deadbolting myself into the restrooms uh just mm -hmm. to make sure that it's safe for when the tigers escape if you can deadbolt them from the end like you deadbolt them or the, the cast member has to come out with like a key or something and they'll lock you in well, that seems inconvenient. If I have to wait for a cast member to show up, what if the tiger eats the cast member? Well, then you're in trouble. Uh, the second email comes from Katie. Um, she says, you've been given a unique internship at Walt Disney World for five days. Each day you get a, uh, to select a job in one of the parks or resorts. 
You choose a new job each day, and you cannot repeat one. What are your choices? A fun twist might be to guess one or two you think the other chatters might select. How well do you know your fellow chatters? She says in parentheses, I'm not sure where this idea came from, but I found myself thinking about jobs I might like to do there one day. And then I began trying to identify at least one for each of you. It's amazing where your mind will take you when you're pining for your next visit to Walt Disney World. And I would be interested to know what she picked for us. So you should have included that, Katie. But I will... um, do we do this now? Or are we just are we put, put uh, taking this off the table for a future show? Go for it. Well, number one on my book in my book would be to be a water taxi driver on the Seven Seas Lagoon. Not not for the ferry boats, for the little uh, the little launches from uh, the Magic Kingdom to Polynesian and Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. Fort Wilderness. Well, maybe not that one. Those big old <laughs> nasty boats. I mean, those little, those little nice, you know, with the hardwood uh, seats and things, a little blue canopy on it. I like those. That is very you. Yeah. Um, second would probably be a monorail driver. Some of the others, I don't know. Well, you like transporting guests. Um, yeah. Maybe you could drive one of the main street vehicles. I like transporting guests uh, and not really having to deal with the guests. Ah. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I have to talk too much on that one. Um, oh, I would, I would, I'd like to be a character. I'd be terrible at it, but I, I would like to do that just to get the feel of it. Really? Yeah. For well, a like day. being inside a costume and, you know, getting to see all that backstage and, you know, it'd be very surreal to know that you are friends with, like, Goofy or something. See, I see you more as, like, a friend of Eeyore. Oh, that too. Or Gopher. <laughs> I'm more of a Gopher than an Eeyore. Um, yeah. But that's that's a different hypothetical for a different day. <laughs> okay, so we've got boat driver, monorail driver, character. I would just say one of the little... Uh, one of the little stagehands for something like Fantasmic. I think that'd be pretty fun. Hmm. You know, on cue to go out and put the props out or take them up and be part of the show that way without having to perform necessarily. Yeah. And I guess lastly, and it doesn't really matter what ride, to operate one of the, the um, to be up in the, the little control booth for something like Pirates or Splash or Haunted Mansion or something. Yeah. That'd be fun. I don't know. How, how much do well? How much do they actually do? Like, what do they actually do up there? Oh, I don't know. They wait for the signal and press the button and look at all the cameras and make sure that everybody's doing what they're supposed to do and not doing what they're not supposed to do. Okay. Um, can I share two that I had in mind for you? Yeah, yeah. I was. I'll, I'll, I'll hold mine. Okay. Um, I don't know if our listeners know these two things about you, but you play the piano, and you also know your way around a kitchen. So I thought you could either be one of the skewer grillers at Ohana, standing over the open fire. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, or you could either be the Casey's Corner pianist, or you could... I This I could see you more doing, is uh, playing in the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra. Yeah. Those are two great picks Thank for you. me. 
That's sweet. My pick for you was was not as it, it's it's flattering, but I don't know if it's as specific. Okay, should I tell mine? Yeah, go ahead and tell yours first. These five are so random, and when you just mentioned like the phantasmic thing, I really didn't even think of like behind the scenes stuff like that. So there are probably better answers than these, but this is what I came up with. I think it'd be fun to be a minivan driver for a day <laughs> to like go pick up families and get to know these individual families, you know, for the 20, 30 minutes you have them in your van. Uh, maybe answer some questions. I think it'd be fun to work at the Main Street Confectionery and, you know, roll some Rice Krispie Treats and white chocolate behind the glass. Uh, I think it'd be fun to be a server at 50's Primetime Cafe and kind of be mean to people and get paid to do it, but also, mm. like, be playful with them. I think I would really enjoy that. I also think I would enjoy being the town crier in the Muppets show. <laughs> That's close to my pick for you. Okay. I Sometimes when I watch that show, the guy's always great, but I'm like, I could do that. He's like my age or, you know, a little younger. He's just shouting things. He's smiling. I could do that. I don't know if you'll find this... Um good or not but i i you would make an excellent peter pan oh my gosh you guys have told me that before <laughs> why oh no with your hands on your hips going around putting one foot in front of the other it's your baby face and boyish charm i guess yeah. hey hey guys that's not your voice <laughs> that's you doing peter pan hey guys you want some pixie dust yeah. Whoa! I almost fell off the balcony. That's the the one that he did that to me. Like he kept getting. I don't know. Pixie dust made him um, lose control of his bodily movements, and I didn't oh. quite know what was going on. And he about threw himself over the balcony, and I literally looked at him. And I was like, God, that would be great. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, a face character is one of the few things I just I don't think I would be good at. I'm not good with awkwardness. I think I could not. I don't know. I would be... It'd be hard for me not to tear down that fourth wall, you know? And yeah. be like, well, you, you know. I'm, like, my name's Derek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's frowned upon. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, my last pick was pretty obvious, but I think it'd be so fun to be a tour guide of some sort, whether it's like a VIP tour guide in the Magic Kingdom or leading one of the paid tours that you can do. Uh, just to be paid to, like, drop a ton of information onto people and accept their questions, I think would be a lot of fun. It's basically like hosting a walking podcast. Yeah. And that's, I picked that one for Jeremy. Um, but then I really didn't think about the customer service aspect of it and having to deal with uh, a family and you're kind of stuck with them all day long. So that might not work for Jeremy. Um, well, not if you do one of the guided tours. Oh, yeah, that. I was thinking of tour guides. Yeah. Either one. I I'm very customer-friendly appropriate. Kind of. <laughs> um, my five, I would want to be a parade. Now, this is assuming I'm, a I'm skilled enough to do these things as well. Uh, I want to be a parade performer. I think that would be kind of fun. Like one of the, like, not a character, but uh, like one of the like dancers or like... Uh, Specifically, I was thinking about the, the ones that rollerblade, like they're on skis in the Christmas parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I want to do that. Um, also want to be a monorail driver, which I think would be cool for a day. 
That's all I want to do is for a day. Same with a safari driver. I think that would be fun to do. Uh, Jumbo, everyone. Uh, I want to be a citizen on Main Street. I think that would be entertaining. Because to me, the citizens of Main Street, they're characters, but they're not tied to character integrity as strict as other characters are. So you can have a little more fun and a little more uh, improvised. That's what I'm looking for. A little more improvised. No, the last time I went, which, first of all, you're too young to be a uh, Main Street Oh, character. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, you'd have to add a new character if you were to be one. But yeah, last time I went, the ladies were like, now, do you work here? Are you in one of our shows here? And they, I was like, you guys are kind of ruining the uh, <laughs> effect here. You mean you have shows in turn of the century, New Eastern, New Englandist? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Talking about, are, are you make sure you drop by Starbucks. I was like, Starbucks doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one, um, you guys are probably going to make fun of me, but I'm just going to be honest. I would like to be Tinkerbell as they fly during Wishes uh, or uh, uh, Happily Ever After. Happily Ever yeah. After now. So, I, you know, they wear like a rubber. She wears like a rubber face mask, you know, and I could I could I could tuck and put in some socks or something. And you wouldn't know as a man in spandex. Socks fly. didn't wear. In my in my in my boobies. <laughs> oh. For what I understand, you would not be the first male to do it. So oh, there you go. Yeah. But just to do that once, but the whole time, like they'd have to turn the music up a little louder because I'd be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> <whole> Holy sh!" <laughs> and families are like, "I think Tinkerbell just cussed at us." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it would be cool to try. Yeah. Uh, so what I had picked for you was. To be a DJ in Move It, Shake It. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I could see myself doing that as well. I could too. I don't see you dancing out there. Let me hear you. Stuff like that. And yeah. also Eric in the Frozen sing-along, the male narrator. Okay. All you, right. you would have fun with that, I think. I totally would. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Derek, I definitely see being a guided tour guide. Uh, is, is just he has that personality and that um, tenderness, I guess is the word to say, uh, as far as like you can tell the tour guides who are just giving you a script and you can tell the tour guides that genuinely care about what they are telling you. And Derek would definitely be one of those. I genuinely care and I want to share this with you because I want you to love this place as much as I love this place. Yeah, like a sincerity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the other one I see for Matt is a chef. I could see him being a chef at uh, California Grill or, um, I don't know, a fancy schmancy restaurant. Yeah, like, like Pico Spells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just making some taco salads or whatever they got there now. <laughs> He's just back there putting ground beef into an empty shell. Yeah. And I'll wear a white jacket and pre- be all pretentious about it. Where in Walt Disney World am I is a fun game we like to play, sort of like 20 questions. We are each going to pick a place in Walt Disney World where we will, in a sense, hide. And the other two chatters have to guess where we are. And they will do that by asking yes or no questions. 
one at a time, going back and forth. And between the two of them, they will come up with, at the most, 20 questions and hopefully guess where we are before that point. Um, you get two guesses on top of your questions. I think that's all the rules. So I guess I'll go first and let's see if you guys can find out where I am. Okay, so I will hide first. And fun fact for the listeners, we just played an entire round where I hid at Starbucks in Animal Kingdom. Jeremy guessed it. And then I realized we were not recording. So take two. Here we go. All right. Are you in a park? Yes. Are you in the Magic Kingdom? No. Are you in Epcot? No. Are you in Hollywood Studios? Nope. Well, now I feel stupid, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Are you in Animal Kingdom? Yes. (laughs) Are you on an attraction? No. Are you in a restaurant? No. Are you in a merchandise location? No. It's a Trixie Hobbits. <laughs> are you are you in a in a walk? Uh, are you on a walking path? Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you hit a walk. <laughs> um. Are you in a queue? No. Are you in a place that guests are allowed to go? Yes. Are you in a theater? No. Are you at Rafiki's Planet Watch? No. Uh, Are you at a character meet angry place? I am. I have a guess. I have a guess. Are you in uh, the... Um, are you in that uh, Mickey and Minnie um, thing? Safari, outpost, meet and greet, daycare? No, but I was having a lot of fun waiting for you to figure out the name of it. So that was seven questions. And are one you, guess. Are you meeting characters that are from a Pixar film? No. I would like to take a guess. Okay. Oh, I don't even know if that's still there. Maybe I shouldn't. I'm going to guess anyways. Are you meeting Winnie the Pooh and his friends at the dock? I'm not. No. Is that still a thing? I think so. You know, I don't know if it is. I don't care. Are you meeting... um, (laughs) are Are you meeting... um? Are you meeting with characters from the Jungle Book? No. Lord, who else? Is, oh, mm, is this character meeting greet in Dino Land? No. Lord, that's nine. Um, no, this is nine that you're about to ask. No, a lot of there are no official places to meet characters. Are you just like out front meeting the random like Miko and all those those people? No. <sighs> all right, so this is the last round. Um, 
and we've each guessed once. So, Matthew, let's just let's just uh, talk amongst ourselves here. Can you meet characters in Pandora? Well, unless you count those walkie stilt robots from Universal as, uh, I don't think so. He would be on a walkway if he was there. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so let's think. In Africa, who's there to meet in Africa? Nobody. Nobody. Nelson Mandela. Um, uh, is there Divine? Does she meet somewhere? On walkways. On walkway. That is a walkway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Party foul. So Doug and and uh, uh, what's his name? Philip? No, that's um, <laughs> Russell. Russell. I was they're close. from Pixar. Yeah, they're Pixar. Now, now, if he's meeting a character, just costing it might be like the band. Maybe he's meeting the band. No, he's a he's a character. He wants to or, 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 I think I got it. Is this meet and greet in Africa? No. Who are you thinking? Oh, I thought maybe you were meeting the cast of Festival of the Lion King backstage. <laughs> oh, no, I'm bougie, but I ain't that bougie. <laughs> uh, I'm out at the moment. Go ahead, Matt, with your last question. Is it in, is it in Pandora? No. Okay, so it's not Africa, Pandora, or Dino Land. Do they do any Visa card holder specials there? If you're asking me, the answer is no. <laughs> well, that was your guess, right? Yeah, that's your second guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm just gonna say Donald Duck. Are you meeting Donald Duck? I'm not. I'm not. Is this 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 is the second game in a row where one of us has stumped the other two? Okay. Well, where are you then? I will give you a hint. At this at this meet and greet, I learned things I never knew. I never knew. Pocahontas. Yeah. <laughs> Where is a Pocahontas meet and greet? Right before you enter Dino Land, on your right, there's that little path. I think that's where Winnie the Pooh used to meet. And if it's not, I don't know. But it's right there on your right, and you have to go down a little path down into the trees. And Pocahontas is always there. I'm going to have to verify this cracker right now. (laughs) So, hold on. And you've met Pocahontas there? No, heck no. I was going to say, I've never seen a picture of you with Pocahontas. No. Yeah, I guess she's at the character landing. Is that where Pooh and the gang used to meet? I think so. Although it says you have to follow a hidden path to get there, which sounds an awful lot like a walkway to me. No, it's the same thing as Pooh and the gang. Like, that's that's where the queue begins, basically. All right, all right. I'm hiding. To his credit, to his credit, if that was the standard, you'd have to have a walkway walkway to get to anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> the well, queue for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad is a walkway. Are you in a location? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt's hiding. Go ahead, Matt. I'm hid. Oh yeah, we were like waiting for him to hide. <laughs> um, <laughs> One. Uh, Matt, are you in a park? Yeah. Are you in Epcot? No. Are you in Hollywood Studios? Yes. 
Why? That really narrows it down. <laughs> are you on? Uh, uh, are you on an attraction? No. Are you in a restaurant? Are no. You, okay. Uh, are, I, <laughs> are you? Uh, are you outdoors? Yes. Are you... From where you're standing, can you see the Chinese theater? Yes. Are you by the handprints? I'm not. Are you by the statue of the director? No. Are you in a place that guests are allowed to be? Yes. Are you closer? <laughs> are you closer to the entrance turnstiles than you are to the Chinese theater? Yes. Are you, are you looking to refinance my mortgage? <laughs> are you looking to um, complain? No, I don't want to ask that. Are you looking to? You could just uh, ask if I was there. <laughs> are you at guest services? No, I'm not. Are you? At the crossroads, tall tower statue with Mickey on top? Yes. But that's not the final answer? I don't know. <laughs> you want to take a guess? Sure. <laughs> Are you standing beside the crossroads tower? Yeah. That's Mickey on the top? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. This is getting way too complicated some days. <laughs> oh, it's pretty out in the open. I was just going to be in the street. But, uh, you know, just Hollywood Boulevard, period. Taking it to the streets. Okay, I'm hidden. Jeremy, are you in a park? Yes. Are you in... Uh... Iowa Studios. No. Are you in Magic Kingdom? Yes. Are you on an attraction? No. Uh-uh. Are you watching a show? Yes. Are you outside? Think no. carefully. No. I have a guess. Are you watching the pre-show for Tiki Room? No. Oh my word. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> uh, he's inside of a show that could also be considered an attraction. No, uh, I, I'm going to stick to no on the attraction then. It's more, it's, it's definitely a show, but, you know, the word attraction, I consider more towards a ride. So we're not going to, I'll say no to the attraction part then. Okay. 
Um, all I can think is like you're inside Casey's corner watching Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. No, 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 no. I not... know, I know. Um, are you in Frontierland? No. Are you? Uh... Are you standing up? Yeah. Sure, why not? Are you in Fantasyland? No. Are you in Liberty Square or Frontierland? Yes. What? <laughs> that makes no sense. I think we're down a twisty, windy road of contradictions at this point. Let me give you a hint. Uh, okay. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't want your hint. It's okay. No, I'll give you... It has not, it's not a hint about... I just want to say this. I, uh, during both of your hidings, asked the <laughs> same question that would be very beneficial to you asking me now. Uh, I don't remember what questions you asked me, which is a problem. Mm. Is I don't they... either. And I gotta pee. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's hurry up then, by all means. Uh, are you watching Great Moments in History? Yes. I'll take a guess. Are you... Inside the Christmas store. No. Are you under the the awning out there where they sell all the fruits and vegetables? No. Mm. I mean, I feel like we've listed all the indoor places from whence <laughs> you can watch the... Uh, from whence? <laughs> from where you can watch the uh, Muppets <laughs> show. But uh, I will guess you are in side Liberty Tree Tavern. No. You're mm. <laughs> You can't uh, get mad. Are you uh, are you even on the 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 are you are you are you on Tom Sawyer Island? No. Okay, I just remembered the question you're talking about. Are you in a place that guests can illegally be or like are allowed to be? No. Are you? But I still don't know what that. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> are you inside the turkey leg booth selling turkey legs? <laughs> oh wait, that's Frontierland. Dang it. No. Are you in the windows of the Hall of President? Which window? <laughs> the, the 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 front window where you can see the show. On the first floor or the second floor? My word. Uh, I'm going to have to say the second floor. <laughs> yes, I'm in the window that Sam the Eagle sticks his head out of. Oh my lord. Really? You cannot see that show from there. You break yes, your neck. Yes, you can. You are the show from there. <laughs> I I thought that was a brilliant hiding place. This is a massive game. We're gonna to have to retire this. 
You gotta pee. You be right back. <laughs> On this week's show, we're going to take a closer look at some more restaurants in Walt Disney World. I guess you could kind of say this is a series we've been doing where every once in a while we come on here and we uh, focus on a specific area inside Walt Disney World Resort and we just break down the restaurants that are available there, talk about the menus, talk about our own thoughts if we've eaten there. And what we're going to do this week is focus on the quick service restaurants you will find in Disney Springs. So let's say there's a day before or after your trip where you don't plan on going into a park, but instead you just want to spend some time at Disney Springs and there is made, you just want like a quick option, a cheaper option. You don't want to sit down somewhere. So we're going to talk about what those options are on this week's show. Uh, just to give some parameters here, I went on the Disney website and we focused on the ones that are listed as counter service, but we are not including any that just serve like sweets or snacks. These are counter service restaurants where you can fill up, so to speak, on a meal. So like Ghirardelli's, Wetzel's Pretzels, Sprinkles, stuff like that we're not including. Uh, but first on this list, we're actually going to focus on some kiosks that are available in Disney Springs. Uh, now, we should mention that on their website, they list some counter service restaurants that are attached to table service restaurants. Things like Bongo's, things like Morimoto or House of Blues. All of these restaurants have walk-up windows to where you can get a sort of a quick service version of their sit-down meals. But I think what we'll do is when we focus on those restaurants, we'll also briefly discuss the windows. So keep in mind that those are also options for you in Disney Springs, but we're not going to discuss those here. Like I said, we're going to start with kiosks. So these are basically little booths. I mean, you know what a kiosk is, but these are little booths <laughs> throughout Disney Springs that just looking at them, you might think it sells like coffee or snacks, but really they do sell sort of hearty they do call them snacks on the website, but to me, it's like a uh, almost like a food and wine type thing, but even more so, more food, and it can definitely tide you over for a while. So the first one on this list is Aristo Crepes. Uh, get it? Like Aristocats, but Aristo Crepes. And believe it or not, they sell crepes. Or Arista Kratz, which is an actual word. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, but that's not a Disney word. <laughs> oh, my yeah, bad. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so they do sell crepes, believe it or not. They sell sweet crepes and savory crepes. Now, at the top of their menu, they have what are called bubble waffles. And it basically looks like a waffle cone version of bubble wrap. So, like, imagine if bubble wrap were a waffle cone that you could, like, fold around your insides, or not your insides, <laughs> but whatever you're going to stuff inside of it. So I think it's like a fluffy waffle cone. And they have a salted caramel version of this. So inside the waffle cone is like chocolate ice cream, pretzel pieces, caramel sauce, whipped cream. And then they have a strawberry bubble one, strawberry bubble waffle. Uh, and it's topped with vanilla ice cream, strawberries, and whipped cream. So that's definitely more of a sweet option. In their sweet crepes section, they have a s'mores option, a strawberries and cream option, and a banana chocolate hazelnut 
option. Now, when I've had crepes, they've always come out very flat, uh, like pancakes, but even flatter. Don't picture that. Like, this is rolled up and stuffed into a cardboard cone so you can hold it with one hand and it's much easier to eat that way. And I have to say, I don't know if you've ever seen people carrying these around, but they're pretty large. Can we talk about the first time that you bought crepes and they were only one euro in uh, France and you thought you were getting a bargain, but it was literally just the crepe shell (laughs) is all you bought. Do you remember this, Derek? I don't think that was me. (laughs) Yeah, it was you. It was you. So you. Wait, where were we? It sounds like in you France. ordered one AA crepe. I would like one little uh, half of a crepe that I'm going to cut into pieces. No, I knew we were in France. It, describe the setting. I don't remember, but it was the night we went to a creperie the one night, right? Yes. And we all ate and we all loved it. Like we all yes. ate way too much. And so a couple of days later, I want to say we were in Paris or whatever. And there was like one of those like kiosks, you know, on the street. And you were like, they have a crepes for a euro. I'm gonna get one real quick. And so, like, you were like, "I want one of those." And they handed you like the shell and was like, "There you go," because <laughs> they weren't selling. They weren't selling like ready-made crepes. They were selling like the parts that you could take home and make a crepe yourself. And you didn't realize that. And so you just and you were too embarrassed to be like, "Oh, never mind." So you just took it and walked away. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. But I do remember the crepery because I got a. It was like a sausage and cheese one, I think. And do you remember? It came out like a big square, but it wasn't chopped up sausage. It was like one link that you could see. <laughs> like you could see the silhouette of the link from one corner of the crepe to the other. And I was like, I, it just was not what I was expecting. It was kind of like when someone's hiding behind the curtains, you know, and they think you don't see them. But there's like a big, <laughs> there's a big bump. There's a big bulge in the curtains. I should not say that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, And then their savory options, they only have two. They have a beef one uh, with horseradish cream and sharp cheddar. And then they have a ham and cheese one, which has a Dijon spread in it. So that's Aristocrates. Uh, Not too far away, there is B.B. Wolf's Sausage Company. Get it? Because the big bad wolf from a Disney movie eats pigs. It's all making sense now. Yeah. Uh, so here they basically sell versions of hot dogs. So you can just get a um, an all beef quarter pound hot dog for six ninety nine. But they also have this this thing called a three little pigs trio, and they're basically like hot dog version of sliders. So think it's about half the length of a normal hot dog in a tiny bun, and it comes with an Italian dog, a Latin dog, and a Greek a Greek hot dog. And then some pickles on the side. So that's like a nice little meal if you want a sampling. They also have Italian sausage, a Latin dog. They have bratwurst and cheese spatzel. What is a Latin dog exactly? I don't... Oh, it's it's the toppings that make it a Latin dog. And here are the toppings. Queso fundido. Oh, okay. Like Latino. Like, yes. Like Hispanic in origin. Yeah, but it actually sounds good. Listen to this. Queso fundido, Havana-style corn salsa, and chipotle mayo. Yeah, that sounds good. The Italian one comes with peppers, onions, and marinara. Uh, mm, mm, Yeah. Yep, and then the Greek one comes with tzatziki sauce, gyro meat, cucumber, tomato, and spring mix, and then feta on top. So no hot dog in that one, just the gyro. 
Or Euro with the hot dog. Yeah, no, they're all all beef hot dogs topped with those things. I see. Yeah, interesting. Couple of fun facts: the Greek uh, hot dog is really oily. The Italian hot dog you can't eat on Fridays. Wow. Yeah, that's true. You have to eat the fish dog. All right. Uh, moving on to the daily poutine. Uh, you'll be shocked to find out that they sell poutine here. And, and what a movie is the daily poutine based off of? Ooh. Yeah, no, you got me. That's <laughs> that's not a Disney reference. Newsies. <laughs> they need to change that name. Because it sounds like the Daily Planet, but that's DC. Well, when I hear the Daily Anything, I think of news. Uh, I mean, obviously, a play on the Daily Routine, which is from no movie at all, but it is from real life. <laughs> it's true. So every movie, really. Mm. No. Uh, they have four options here. You can get classic poutine, which is, of course, french fries, gravy, and cheddar curds. But if you want to spice it up a little bit, you can want to get... Once again, get Latin poutine. Now, this comes with fried yuca, black beans, pulled pork, and queso fresco. fresco. Okay, it sounds delicious, but it, once you cross a certain line, it's not poutine anymore. So why even why even bother with that? Okay, that sounds so good. <laughs> they should do poutine like with like okay, keep gravy, keep cheese curds, and just change up some other things, toppings and kind of gravy, kind of cheese curds. Once you move beyond gravy and cheese curds and potatoes, it's not poutine anymore. Yeah, the French poutine sounds more like classic poutine, just with a twist. So this one has French fries, mushroom cream sauce, and Gruyere cheese. So, looks-wise, that would be more similar. And that sounds good as well. And then your last option is Italian, which comes with mozzarella and bolognese sauce Bolognese. so yeah just four options there but man fried yuca black beans pulled pork and queso come on now mm-hmm. i'm all over that uh now it should be noted that on the west side there are a few food trucks that are relatively new i think like basically when disney springs became disney springs they added these and they're pretty permanent but they have rotating menus there's a fantasy fair truck which offers like chicken and waffles, hand dipped corn dogs, croque monsieurs, basically like fair food. And then there's a street tacos truck which offers little small plates of Mexican dishes, so empanadas, taquitos, tacos, things like that. And then there's a truck called World Showcase of Flavors, and it constantly has a rotating menu of basically tastes from around the world. So like a Chilean steak sandwich, adobo chicken, things like that. And then the last kiosk I want to talk about is new to me. Apparently, it's been there for a while. It's new to me. I looked at a YouTube video this week of someone eating from there, and it looks delicious. And I think I want to try this eventually. It's called Yisaki. And what you do is you build your own flour tortilla wraps. You choose your meat, and then you choose your toppings and sauces and it's you don't have to do a wrap you can also put it on jasmine rice and make a bowl if you want but the meat options are ahi tuna cooked shrimp grilled chicken fresh salmon or beef and then the toppings are like japanese 
toppings that you think of for like sushi or Japanese dishes. So cabbage, carrot, spinach, cucumber, kale. You can get avocado, jalapeno, cheese, sour cream, stuff like that. And then the sauces are sweet teriyaki, spicy poke, Korean barbecue, wasabi ponzu, and sesame ginger. That sounds wonderful. Right? And and the video I saw, this thing is big. Like, it's about the size of a giant burrito, and then they cut it in half so it's easier for you to eat. I was yeah. actually really impressed, and I, and I can't believe I had never really noticed this place before. But it's called Yisaki, Y-E-S-A-K-E. And that does it for the kiosks and food trucks at Disney Springs. All good options, it sounds like. And why is Wet Souls Pretzels not in your kiosk lineup? <laughs> uh, because they sell pretzels. I guess meat's where they drew the line. If they sell meat, it went on the list. <laughs> All right, our next restaurant we're going to look at is uh, kind of special to us because we know one of the employees there. And I've never eaten there, but it's a delightful little place over in Disney Springs. And that is... Amaretta Pastery. <laughs> uh, no. Amaretta Patisserie. Amaretta Patisserie. Okay, so <laughs> this place is... Um, it's, it's more known for its desserts, I would say, probably than its food. But you can get food there. Um, if you want, you can get ham on focata. This sounds good to me personally. This is just a smoked ham on focata bread with black diamond cheddar, mustard, and honey sauce, and arugula with vinaigrette. Ooh, that sounds fabulous. And I haven't eaten these, but they have them like on display under their little case. They're really big, and the bread just looks out of this world good. Yeah, to mm. me, this is like this. This seems like a little like. Um, good place for lunch like if you just want something lunchy you don't want to spend too much because this is a ten dollar sandwich but it sounds like you're getting ten dollars worth of food yeah uh turkey on focata kind of the same idea it's even better on focaccia i was gonna say is this the type of bread i've never heard of or are you trying to say focaccia i have no idea what is what is that it says what it says uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting word from our producer. It is focaccia. My, um, oh, okay. <laughs> to put a correction out there. Focaccia. I think it's a focaccia bread. <laughs> Guys, I'm very smart. Uh, <laughs> um, this has roasted bell peppers, some basil, alio, alio, alie, alio. Aioli? Aioli, thank you. I was like, that word is not English. That's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> shredded <laughs> lettuce. Cobb dressing and fresh mozzarella cheese, and also a vegetable croissant. You had me at roasted bell peppers. I love those. Yes. You, you had me at focata, but whatever. <laughs> uh, for a side dish slash, slash snack, which is how Get the they fuck out of here. <laughs> There's a banana and hazelnut crepe, a caprese crepe. Where is this? Is this the amaretz? Yeah. Oh. And a ham and cheese crepe. Uh, so all of those sound delicious as well. Now, here's why people come here. Uh, and that's mainly for the desserts. The desserts are handmade. Right there in front of you. You just, nothing but you and a sneeze guard in between you. And so 
uh, you can get all kinds of different things. There's, well, do I have to read all these? <laughs> <laughs> you do what you want. Just pick a few highlights. Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, it's always changing. So I know they always have a few eclairs. Okay. It's like the Amaret's signature cake would always be there as well. This is 11 layers, 11, one, one of red velvet cake, chocolate cake, cherry mousse, chocolate mousse, raspberry pate de fruit jelly, and Italian buttercream. $85. For the whole cake? For the whole cake. How big of a cake is this? I don't know, 11 layers. Well, now, I don't know if that is one of them, but a lot of times they also offer mini petite versions of all of their cakes. So that might be an option, which would be like 15. I don't know about petite cakes, but they have a mini dome cake spelled like Minnie Mouse, and that is $65. Yes, but they also have miniature dome cakes for much less than that. Now, what's the one you had, the the, the Hiroshima um, bomb, something? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it's gone now. It was so good. It was like a sunrise. It had, like, matcha powder on it. <sighs> I love that. Yes. Oh, God. And it had, like, a green green tea flavor with, like, a... Sunrise. Uh, it was something sunrise. Something sunrise. Man, it was good. But, no, that's no longer there. And I, I had one with peanut butter and chocolate and bananas. That's gone as well. They just kind of constantly rotate. It sounds like these dome cakes are pretty popular and because there's a Donald dome cake, a Goofy dome cake, a Mickey, and a mini dome cake. But they're all different flavors, but $65 a, a pop. Yeah, because I think most of those are like ordered ahead of time for like a special occasion. Guests can get these maybe even delivered to their rooms. I'm not sure. But they just look spectacular. Like that's the thing about this place. Everything I've had is just impeccably well like impeccably made first of all like every single detail is put in place by professionals you know like it's hand like every little bead or stick or whatever on top is hand placed but then beyond that like the taste is just so rich and well worth whatever you pay for it i I think most things are like seven or eight dollars yeah i was gonna say don't let my 85 and 65 dollar price tag uh, scare you because there are other things available for much cheaper and affordable like uh, the below average brownie you had there. Wasn't that from here? Yeah, but they got rid of that. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. And if you do go by there and you see Ruben, tell him hello from the Mad Chatters. And be sure to order something. Don't be a cheapskate and be like, hey, the Mad Chatters sent me. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say they can get a discount. but I was going to say, ask for the Mad Chatter discount and see how far that gets you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next we're going to move over to a place that I have not been, and that is Blaze Fire, Blaze Fast Fired Pizza. Have either of you been here? I've been to the one in Lakeland. I just went on my last trip for the first time. Oh, and uh, yay, nay, everything in between? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we, we have a similar, like, it's, it's a chain, and we have a chain that's very much like this chain in Nashville that I've had several times, so it didn't blow my mind, uh, but very good. What what is the chain? It's like CC's. No, no, no. Pi Five. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. So the idea is you walk up to the counter, you tell them what type of crust you want, you tell them what kind of sauce you want, you tell them all the toppings you want, and for the most part, it's just like a flat price. 
I mean, I guess there are a few fluctuations, but it's, you're not going to pay more than like 12 or 13. And then they put it in the oven, and that's why it's called fast-fired pizza, because they they bake it right, or they heat it up right there, they cook it right there, it takes three or four minutes, and then you have a whole individual pizza that fast. Okay. Yeah, that seems to be uh, a trend as well. Kind of this make-your-own-food kind of a thing. I'm surprised they don't make you throw it in the oven yourself, and that's... <laughs> Step number one, go grow the wheat out back. And then, <laughs> uh, anyways, here at uh, Blaze, whatever this is, uh, you can do the same kind of build your own salad as far as a uh, appetizer goes. Um, simple salad with one portion, three portions, or two portions. Why they put that three, two instead of one, two, three? <laughs> I don't know why, but they did. Um, you also, like Derek said, can have the build your own pie. Um, but you can get some pre-made pies as well. For instance, there's one called the Art Lover. This is artichokes, mozzarella, ricotta, garlic, red sauce dollops, high-rise dough, or or gluten-free dough. Um, Ten bucks. Okay, yeah, that's right. I think the, these are for these are for the people who look at the menu and get super overwhelmed by all the options. So they have like ten ready-made ones to where you can just be like, I want that. Gotcha. I'm a correction producer in my ear again. Let me just correct. Uh, The high-rise dough or the gluten-free dough is an add-on of $2. Otherwise, you just get the regular dough for $10. I ordered the high-rise dough. It looked almost identical to my friend's pizzas who just ordered the regular dough. I felt kind of gypped. Yeah, so you can get a simple ready-made meat lover vegetarian this one's called white top which is like a white cream sauce mozzarella bacon garlic oregano and arugula that's interesting um or you can build your own pizza and go from there they do have some desserts but nothing special brownie cookie uh cooks of dublin another restaurant that has been in disney springs for a long time i mean that that's outlasted a lot of other things that have come and gone in in Disney Springs. Uh, and we've all been there, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's what's available on their menu. Now, if you're unfamiliar, this is the one that's right next to the other Irish restaurant, which is... Raglan Road. Raglan Road. Thank you. Is on the tip of my tongue there. So kind of, I'm guessing they share a menu, or menu, uh, a kitchen, I'm willing to bet. So probably the same style and quality of food that you would get at the table service. No. Is it not across the walkway? They're no. connected, but I think they have their own kitchen because everything's kind of right there in that little... It's kind of diner-like. Yeah. Well, here's the options that you can get. Battered burger and chips. That's uh, amazing. This is a hand-battered burger topped with garlic mayonnaise, tomato chutney, and mixed greens. Ooh. Oh my gosh. It sounds like it would be really, really super messy and greasy and terrible and heavy, but it's just a right kind of portion to, to be a deep fried burger. And it's topped with um, the right amount of greens and, and flavorful, spicy things to make it. It is just really good. The mixture of that garlic mayonnaise and the tomato chutney. Mm, that's good stuff. There's battered chicken tenders. There's beef and lamb pie, cheeseburger and chips, chicken and field mushroom pie, 
classic Caesar salad, Cobb salad, cold water shrimp skewer, grilled chicken sandwich and chips, hog in a box. Now, this is a slow-roasted pork shoulder with baby potatoes, sage and sweet onion stuffing, caramelized Mm. onions, and applesauce. Mm. Uh, Irish-style battered sausages, and the original, one and one, that is, fish and chips. So the thing I like about Cooks of Dublin is it is a counter service, relatively decently priced. Everything's between, uh, you know, 10 to 15 bucks. Perfect amount if you want to be adventurous and get something a little off the cuff, but it also has safe options for people in your party who are picky. You know, I can't believe it. I, I guess it's just because Disney Springs has so many good options now, but I'm actually surprised I haven't been back here since the three of us went because I loved what I got there. I got that. I, I'm not sure what it was named, but you said it. It's like the chicken and field uh, chicken mushroom, and field pie. mushroom pie. Yeah, yeah. So it was basically like the size of a Campbell's soup can and it was like a puff pastry stuffed with like chicken and a cream sauce and all sorts of vegetables. Basically like a chicken pot pie, but not quite as heavy because it was a puff pastry. And just this thing was packed with flavor and delicious. Well, I can tell you why I haven't been back there. And that is because every time that I'm walking by, it is way too crowded in there. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's small, too, unfortunately. Not a lot of seating. Yeah. And then finally, uh, we're going to look at Deluxe Burger, which all three of us have been to, mm-hmm. I believe. Correct? Yes. And uh, I enjoyed this place. And Deluxe Burgers, exactly what it sounds like. A lot of burgers. So you can have a barbecue classic burger, buffalo chicken burger, classic cheeseburger, uh, a cluck burger, which is a chicken patty garlic herb sauce avocado lettuce and tomato el diablo burger chorizo is that how you say that yep yep and signature blend patty fried banana peppers pepper jack cheese lettuce tomato and chipotle mayonnaise that sounds like heartburn that's a good name el diablo burger for that one (laughs) uh pork belly burger premium duo southern classic burger the ultimate duo in which you choose two burgers And then they do have a veggie burger as well. Another thing I like about this place is that you get lots and lots of fries when you order a fry. And the dipping sauces. This is one of those places that um, if you order, like there's one thing on the menu that I've had that I really, really, really like. And everything else is kind of ho-hum. And the thing that I really like is that southern burger with the pimento cheese on it. And the fried green tomato, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot about that. It's the pimento cheese, those words at. Everything else I've had there, sandwich-wise, has been just kind of okay. But then the fries are wonderful, and they you can pick several different kind of dipping sauces. And the curry ketchup is the way to go. I really like this place, but it might have just been because I was really hungry at the time. But I thought the food was really good. I thought the fries were good. Matt mentioned the dipping sauces for the fries. So when you order the fries, you get the option of... Garlic ranch, horseradish. You get two? No, that's good too. That garlic ranch is good. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I thought so. You get two. Uh, Chipotle mayonnaise, three mustard and three mustard and honey. I don't know what that is. Buffalo blue cheese or curry ketchup for all the Germans out there. Mm. Yeah, and by your choice, I mean you. Like you can get all of those. Like it's a it's a fill your own cup kind of sauce bar they don't they don't make you pick just one 
I got you. I wasn't there for that part. Ah, oh, that's right. We ate outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I have never seen a make your own cup sauce bar here. <laughs> Hold on. I did not explain that well. So it's not like, okay, what's, they don't say what kind of sauce do you want your, with your fries. Instead, over by the drink machine, they have those pumps and then like a little stack of cups and you can fill up as many cups as you want with as many types of sauce as you want. No. Yeah, I was just there three weeks ago, four well, weeks ago. They must ago. have changed that. Maybe people were asking for too many sauces. I only ever had the option of one sauce. Oh. And like one time I like hit the jackpot and they gave me a cup of all of them. No, I mean, when, when Stephen and I ate there just a few weeks ago, we I got a sampling of all six because they were right there. Well, that's a game changer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I wasted a lot, so they might change it back <laughs> because yeah. of me, people like me. But I really like this place. I, I've enjoyed all the burgers. I agree with Matt that my favorite has been the Southern so far, but I think I've at this point tried all the like beef burger options. The buns are good. It really is good. I, I, I Disney Springs needed a good burger place. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go over to the marketplace side of Disney Springs and visit the Earl of Sandwich. Um, just up front for me, you know, nothing terribly impressive about this place, but it is um, relatively inexpensive, comfortable food. And so if you just, you know, you just need a sandwich, which is what you're going to get here, obviously, by the name, um, then just then just go here. If you don't want to be too picky and you got or you got people in your party that are very picky, uh, then just take them here. They do have breakfast options with just your typical like ham and cheese, ham, egg and cheese. They have some omelets and things. Um, they have an extensive drink menu, which is something I have not ever really tried but the they have earl gray lemonades which if, if you're a tea lover you like earl gray tea that sounds really good earl gray uh lemonade and then they have some frozen uh frozen drinks there too i guess the uh the main attraction for this place is of course the many types of sandwiches that they have in addition to several types of soups and salads, I mean, regular like uh, Cobb salad, chicken Caesar salad, and, and different soups of the day, you have some various sandwiches. I'll just highlight a few, uh, maybe a few that I've had. Uh, the buffalo chicken wrap features grilled chicken, cheddar romaine, tomato, buffalo sauce, and ranch dressing. That is $7.49. So that is not bad, you know, for a meal in a Disney location. I have had the Hawaiian barbecue sandwich, which is grilled chicken. Ham, Swiss, uh, fresh pineapple, and Hawaiian barbecue sauce. I will say that I was disappointed by this because the barbecue sauce was very ketchupy, and I was expecting, I guess, a little more teriyaki-like when it says Hawaiian barbecue sauce. And the pineapples, I felt, were a little, just a little, just kind of slapped on there, and they didn't really bring a lot to the sandwich. I would say the main draw for this place is the holiday turkey sandwich, which you can now get year-round, which is a sandwich featuring, as you would guess, turkey, stuffing, gravy, uh, cranberry sauce, or just cranberries, and um, some kind of seasoned mayonnaise. I find this one to be better than most places' versions of Thanksgiving sandwiches or holiday sandwiches because they actually put stuffing on the sandwich I don't know what scares people away from putting stuffing on the sandwich, but a lot of places that have this kind of item will use mashed potatoes instead. Mm. And 
Yeah, I know. The stuffing is where it's at in the yeah. sandwich. This sandwich really is so good. Like, even yeah. better than I expected. But yeah, I agree with you. Other than this sandwich, I mean, gosh, the world is so full of sandwich places. What with Firehouse Subs and Jimmy John's and Subway. <laughs> it's like Earl of Sandwich... I, Earl of Sandwich doesn't really break the mold. No, and that's why I said, you know, it's relatively inexpensive. It's comfortable. They do have... Um, I have had the original 17, uh, 1762 sandwich, which I loved, which was roast beef, turkey, Swiss, cheddar, lettuce, tomato, and... Um, no, no, that's the wrong one. Sorry. The original 1762 sandwich, which I loved, which was roast beef, uh, cheddar, and horseradish sauce. I love horseradish and roast beef. Um, and the cheddar and cheddar was good, too. Other than that, they have a few different types of wraps. A Thai wrap, a spicy tuna wrap. And don't get too excited about the spicy tuna. It's albacore tuna salad, not like ahi tuna, um, sashimi or anything. <laughs> Um, and they have a veggie sandwich and things. You know, something I'm not uh, I'm remembering is the very, very delicious and very comforting macaroni and cheese that you can get as a side. Mm. And that was really good. And think like Mama's holiday Thanksgiving mac and cheese. Nothing really fancy about it. Just very, very dense and rich and comforting. But I think it's worth noting as well that you, what Derek said about the sandwich shop being you know just one in a run of the mill you know dime a dozen they're losing their earl sandwich out in california and people are losing their mind over it yeah yeah i mean i get why it has a fan base because yes it's just a sandwich shop but they really do um, I, I don't know like it's a sandwich shop with excellence i guess like they really do stuff it full the ingredients are good and fresh and the sandwich the combination of ingredients they do put some thought into them so running your mill might be a little. Is that their slogan? Their actual slogan? What did I say? A sandwich shop with excellence. Yeah, it should be. It absolutely <laughs> should be. That is good. Uh, and it would kind of fit the Earl title as well. Yes, yes, a noble sandwich, if you would. Oh, I love it. Ah, uh, the noble sandwich, home of the noble sandwich. Our next stop is a place that Derek has uh, been and reviewed on a not too terribly past episode, um, which is pizza. <laughs> that was really well worded. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I did. the Pizza Ponte at um, over in the landing area of Disney Springs, just beside uh, Maria Enzo's, and over there near the. Uh, the Edison. Good Lord, I wanted to say the Eisenhower, but that is not that is not the same place. <laughs> uh, as you and if you remember the episode, you know it's 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 nothing groundbreaking. It is pizza by the slice mainly, and they have a couple of different options that are on the menu, and I'm sure that some change from time to time. Pretty sure you can always expect to see the cheese pizza slice, um, and these slices are all seven dollars, which, as we said, sounds pretty steep, but they are. Very large slices, as I recall from Derek's review. There's the porchetta, hot peppers, and onions pizza. Mm. That one was good. Oh, that's is that the one you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I, I asked the woman, I was like, how's the porchetta? Do you like it? And she was like, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, and she was mad that they added pepperoni to it because it didn't need it. Oh, well, now on the official menu, pepperoni is not listed as 
uh, a re- an ingredient on this. Well, she was Italian, so maybe the owners listened to reason and said, okay, we'll yeah. take it off. Um, there's a Chef's Daily Pizza, so I guess they have a f- either one or a few that kind of change from time to time. A spicy salami with uh, mozzarella and tomato, and then there's the tomato, mozzarella, and basil. Which, um, that's just kind of like, what What do you call it, a margarita pizza? Yeah. Um, forced mushroom pizza, which, was that like with a white, a white sauce or no sauce? I would guess white sauce. Yeah. They have a few different sandwiches, a pomodoro sandwich with tomato, mozzarella, arugula, and uh, Roman pizza bread. Um, a muffaletta sandwich, which features mortadella, salami, picante, prosciutto, and fontina. And then they have a prosciutto sandwich. Lots of, you know, Italian-y desserts, biscotti, cannoli, um, a couple different kinds of parfait, parfaits. So uh, kind of like a upscale Sbarro, if you... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it totally is. Yeah, if you will. Uh, not, nothing, uh, Derek, just reminded the listeners of a little quick version of your review so they know what to expect. Okay, I got one slice of pizza. It was $7, like you said. It filled me up, and it really, I did really enjoy the taste of it. It had sort of like that kind of little Italy, New York style crust to it, which I really like. Uh, five of us went to Blaze about a month ago. And three of us at the table said we preferred Pizza Ponte, and two of us said they they preferred Blaze. I was in the Pizza Ponte boat. I, I think Blaze is great, but to me, it just tastes like takeout pizza. Like, it's good. Yeah, if you want pizza, it's great. It's a great option, and I really enjoyed it. But to me, Pizza Ponte was a little bit different. It, it felt more authentic, I guess, in yeah. a way. And I just really liked um, the size of it, the crust, the the ratio of all the toppings. Yeah. Um, and again, that's over there in the landing area. So another, another good option. I think you probably a person, unless you're a sizable person that, that like me, that, that enjoys more than one slice of pizza. I don't know. They're, I don't know how big they are, but you said they're pretty big. You, you could probably do two. I could probably do two if I were hungry. Okay. Um, so you're still looking like $14 plus a drink. That's a standard counter service, uh, decent counter service meal. Um, over in the town center area of Disney Springs is a relatively newer place that I have not eaten. Maybe maybe it's a year or so old, and that is the Polite Pig, um, which, as you might guess, is barbecue. And they feature this is a modern barbecue, so they feature a lot of these kind of. Familiar but nuanced items, such as the uh, hop salt pretzel, which is uh, on the appetizer, which is, as you would guess, a, a pretzel with a beer cheese fondue and IPA mustard. They have some sliders and chicken wings on the appetizer menu. They have a few salads um, to order. But, of course, the main menu features baby back ribs, which I was surprised to find baby back ribs with one side is $23. Whoa! That better be like a Chili's full slab of some baby, <laughs> baby ribs. Um, the barbecue cheddar sausage for fifteen, which comes with a bourbon glaze and one side. Um, they have a sandwich. They have half chicken, which this is a, a pretty decent deal. Half of a chicken and a side for seventeen dollars. Um, pork shoulder, 
um, with uh, for sixteen with a side, um, smoked and fried chicken sandwich. Uh, they have a smoked chicken salad sandwich, uh, just a regular pulled pork sandwich, and they have brisket and a brisket sandwich. And some of the sides they feature are again in this kind of modern barbecue, taking things we know and jacking them up a little bit, um, for better or for worse, featuring <laughs> barbecue cauliflower with paprika sour cream, waffle fries, crispy Brussels sprouts with whiskey caramel, grilled corn, mac and cheese, polite baked beans. They have roasted beets, potato salad, sweet potato tots, and a tomato and watermelon salad. Do the baked beans have a description beside them? Um, yes, with burnt ends, tomato, and molasses. Yes. Okay, I had those. And, like, sometimes when you go to a barbecue place, you just want barbecue and baked beans. You know? Yeah. Like you said, they they tried to make these fancy. And the burnt ends, I couldn't even bite into a couple of them. They were so hard. Oh. And the brisket I got, how much is the brisket? I want to say I paid 16 The brisket sandwich is 14 Just the brisket. Brisket is 19 19 Okay. I don't think I paid that much when I went. It, it was either 16 or 17 The portion was not very big, and there was a ton of fat on this brisket. Like, I've had better brisket at so many places. Yeah, <sighs> like Sunny's. Sunny's Barbecue. I have been to Sunny's. I don't know if I got the brisket. Um, I like Sunny's. But I just... I, this place has so much potential, and I think they try too hard almost. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Barbecue, you don't have to try so hard with barbecue. And certainly nobody wants to go to a barbecue place that's pretentious. And I guess that's the that's the fad these days, kind of hipstery barbecue places that feature decently smoked meats and then they whack it all out with other 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 unnecessary things and this will not surprise you you could probably even guess it it came out on one of those tin metal trays with like a piece of fake newspaper laid on top of it uh, uh, yep 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 with a rusty nail (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) that's your fork that's how you eat it (laughs) uh the buttermilk chest pile and dessert menu sounds really good that reminds me of a, a wonderful eatery in Louisville in Kentucky called Mark's Feed Store that had a buttermilk pie that I loved. Carrot cake and an orange blossom honey cake, which that doesn't sound so great. but I can tell you we ordered the orange whatever cake and it was the best part of my meal. It sounds like it would taste like a flower. It does not. It tastes okay. <laughs> kind of like hummingbird cake if you've ever had that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a similar feel. Okay. The last restaurant is um, comes to you straight from the '90s, and that is the Wolfgang Puck, <laughs> the Wolfgang Puck Express. I mean, do people even know who he is anymore? It's just like, come on. Yeah, is he the one that sexually harassed the women, or not the one that sexually harassed the women? Ooh, I haven't heard a story about any chef doing that. Oh, wait, no, I was thinking of Mario Batali. Batali, yeah, that's right. No, no, Wolfgang Puck is very old, very nice. He was like the pioneer of the TV, one of the pioneers of like TV chef celebrities in the late 90s. And I mean, God bless him, but that's the feel you get from that restaurant and this express version, which is the the counter service kind of. They have some breakfast items, which again, is nothing... Nothing that sounds too spectacular. Some omelets, a breakfast pizza, uh, chocolate chip waffles, and things like that. Kind of standard breakfast items. The lunch and dinner menu, 
Um, features a lot of soups and salads with different toppings and things like that. Nothing very interesting there. And I would say that the entrees and main courses are fairly standard comfort food items, but probably a little better quality, such as the bacon-wrapped meatloaf, which is $18. So, you know, it better be good. Bacon-wrapped meatloaf sandwich for $15. They have a barbecue chicken pizza, chicken alfredo, chicken aioli sandwich, uh, chicken meatball, chicken meatball pizza, chicken salad sandwich. I mean, it's it's just kind of like what you would expect from a quick service restaurant at a, at a, at a shopping place like this, I guess. Crispy chicken tenders, cheese pizza, rotisserie chicken, margarita pizza, pepperoni pizza, spaghetti and meatballs, spaghetti bolognese, and a hummus dip. I mean, there's absolutely nothing on there that is gonna blow your mind but if you uh, i have eaten here a few times and everything i have has been good everything i've had has been good so if you just need that then just go there that's what i was gonna say the menu sounds pretty basic but the things i've ordered here do taste like they could be served in a wolfgang puck sit down restaurant but it's just like a quick service version of it yeah it's just uh, i i didn't mean to 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 make it sound like it's bad it's just nothing you know, i was reading through the menu it's nothing jumps out at you like oh i need to try that <gasps> they have spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> yeah. yeah no i know what you mean but it, it is good quality and to me it was overpriced oh for it, sure it is but i mean yeah it's like what's not those the last two restaurants polite pig and wolfgang puck i thought were very overpriced looking at the menu and pictures and, and stuff but you know it is what it is yeah well, this, this episode sort of went downhill <laughs> as we went, <laughs> uh, but plenty of quick options. And I do like that there's a variety. Burger, barbecue, sandwiches. Uh, they had those Yasaki wraps, like plenty of different styles. I, yeah, the last two are just not, I mean, those last couple, Earl of Sandwich, none of those are just going to blow your mind away. So I guess I would leave you with saying, if I were to pick myself... I would definitely do Cooks of Dublin or even that Yasake place, which I have not ever tried, but it sounds delicious. But Cooks of, Cooks of Dublin and Deluxe Burger, those two, those are the winners for me in all of this. Uh, I would say the same too, actually. Yeah, and uh, let me say I will go to uh, Amaretta Patricia, uh when <laughs> only when I have my, my Mad Chatters discount card with me. Two more punches and I get a free cake. Nice. <laughs> a big cake or a $8 cake? A big cake. Oh, wow. Can I share it? Because they look so good. Yes. Yeah, no, I do like omelets as well. So I can go there for dessert because I ain't going to get a brownie from Earl's Sandwich. So anyway, well, that's Disney Springs Quick Service. Uh, hope, hopefully you heard something that you want to try next time you're over in the Old Springs. So that does it for this week's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, hopefully we didn't leave you too hungry. Uh, you can find us online if you ever want to contact us about anything. If you have an email, you can send it to chatters. Nope, don't send it there. Send it to comments at madchatters.net or find us on Twitter and Instagram at madchatters. And of course we have a Facebook page because who doesn't? We'll see you next week. Take a little time to find the magic in every day. Mm, bye-bye now. <laughs>